the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour. Each and every Sunday night live, baby. 312-642-5600 if you care to participate in the show. Except next Sunday night. I was going to get to that. They understand. I'm a capitalist trapped in Illinois. You've got to get out of here to go make money. And they understand. They want me to go make money. Nobody wants to be beholding the Illinois. There's only two kinds of Republicans here. Ones that are trapped because of their financial situations and others who are trapped because of their familial situations. That's it. It's you and me. You're tethered, baby. Nobody's here voluntarily. How could you, listen, how could you look back at the display of failure that is the Illinois Democrat-run hub and say, yeah, there's a place I got to move. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to open a business in Illinois. Yeah, I was just going to say, who? even more to the point, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to set down roots and build a factory there. You and I talk about this, but yeah. I am amazed because, you know, I, I like to, uh, I was at a family party with my niece's uh, daughter was her 12th birthday. Cutest little thing. Perfect girl. Gia. Perfect. And, um, you know, we're there and we're eating cake and I'm like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta watch the Sunday shows. I didn't do it yet. And as you know, I like to drive and watch TV. Uh, Yes. So you also like to talk about it on the air. Yeah. That's all right. I tweet too. Mystifying. I hope Pritzker sends a special agent over to get me because I don't wear my seatbelt either. But anyway, that's where they relocated the boat police. Sure. Why not? A bunch of guys with stretch marks chasing me down the road. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I resemble that. I always take a different path here. Always. And, you know, I'm, I, I'm amazed at in such great areas that are around the studio. I'm talking beautiful neighborhoods. That Arlington Heights downtown, right? I think that's Arlington Heights, right by the railroad tracks? Right up north here? Yep. It's absolutely beautiful downtown. Yeah. I cannot believe the amount of vacant retail. It's crazy. And if if you think that's bad, go down to like Matson or go into uh, just east of Oak Park there on the west side. Oh, it's by my house. It's it's insane. So, and, and, you know, we just keep doubling down on stupid. And that's why when, 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 you know, they ask a Republican, what do you see as the future of the Illinois Republican Party? I'm reminded of Rocky three and Mr. T pain. That's the future. I I think, uh, isn't Mickey more representative of the the future of the Republican just, Party in Illinois. So that's why, you know, if you're trapped here, you focus on national a lot. Because that's our only saving grace. Can I stop for one second? All right. Rocky three. Good Rocky. No one called the police. Oh. He he knocked that old man out and he died. 
and nobody yeah. called the police in Philadelphia. Well, that was before. I've been to Philadelphia. Yeah. They don't like people that look like Mr. T in Philadelphia. You mean Mohawks? No, they're racists. But, oh, you know. Okay, well, I don't know. I've never been to Philadelphia, and I don't like their steak <laughs> sandwiches. They look ridiculous to me. But I will say Rocky Three, one of What's my favorite. What's up with that guy up on top of the dome? One of my favorite Rockies. <laughs> it's a great. Times. Oh, yeah. One of, What's one your of, prediction? Pain. Pain. Love it. Um, but that's the, the future of Illinois. And so that's why when we have events like we had yesterday, which, by the way, Freedom Summit was a blast. I really had a good time. Now, granted, I'm not a big draw so i get to leave whenever i want so i did like that 11 to 2 shift but i was able to meet hannity and i have to tell you this although we disagree on some stuff that we do professionally he's a very nice guy he is truly yep. a great guy i really so everybody like who who doesn't agree with him says after meeting him yeah and i didn't have a kind con- oh you know, man i can't stand a guy i thought i would hate him and he's just he's just a i nice didn't have guy. a long conversation with him <laughs> but i i met him and you know i shook his hand and i gave him a avo Nicaraguan Synchro, which there is a phenomenal go. stick, okay? Now, only another cigar aficionado would appreciate it. He took a look at it. He goes, oh, this is this is no kidding around. This is a great cigar. And, um, you know, we took our little picture together. It was wonderful. I'm very flattered. And I met uh, some, some of the listeners, which I have to say, Macbeth, I am still amazed, you know, because I'm pretty much up here telling you exactly what I think. I'm not, this is no talking point radio. I don't do conference calls with yeah, other Republicans. Trying to make friends. Yeah, I'm not. Not even I'm, with me sometimes. But it's, it's refreshing because even though, and this is the, the beauty of, of, I think, what we're communicating through the, to the listeners, even though I don't agree with, with party politics and the agenda of strict Republicans, I'm telling you really what I think. And, and you know something, Macbeth? A lot of people came up to me and said that. A lot of people like you, which I just think they're planning on opening up beef stands These in the future. obviously delusional. Yeah. Um, but it was just wonderful to, 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 to be at an event and be surrounded by people, even though, and we had some debates. You know, I had a debate with somebody who works here in the station who I love to death, you know, about the, and it was, it was so was entertaining. Was it Jim? No. Oh, okay. I'm not going to say anything. It was a woman. All right, fair enough. Who I love, by the way. Anyway, um, it was so entertaining that people started listening, like strangers. Yeah. And we're like in the debate. I love that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, it's at our debates where we don't really have to be lockstep to understand that we are facing, in no uncertain terms, a calamity if one of these walking punchlines of the Democrat nominees should win the race. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know what you would call a top tier when you have crackpots arguing crackpottery with each other. All that's really different between a Pete Buttigieg and a Elizabeth Warren is like six inches, and that's it. And a better-looking husband, I can't decide who's who. But that's the only difference. And the idea that these pseudo-intellectual, self-described academics, and I mean that whether they spent their, wasted their time at, at, at a university, a joke of a university like Rutgers, or whatever the case is, who want to literally rebuild society, Versus a guy that I disagree with strongly on, you know, some uh, on economic issues, but still is not a complete and total fascistic dictator, because this is what we're really up against. You are you are looking at a party where all of the top echelon are telling you in no uncertain terms they are going to rewrite American business, American tax policy, American life itself. 
that they if one of these Democrats gets in the office, that's it. You're not a citizen anymore. You're a serf. And they're going to tell you what you have to participate in every aspect of your life. And I never thought I'd live in a country or, or live in an America where it was going to be one of the top three candidates tells you that if you are a mega rich person or a come from a, a, a rich family, we are taking your money, which is what I, Elizabeth Warren, Pete Buttigieg and Bernie Sanders are openly saying. They're saying no matter what you've done and how you've made that money, if you have over $50 million, we're taking it. And that is actually a major political party in America. It's surreal to me. So I can put my differences that I would love to argue with Donald Trump and anybody else who will, who will defend him of, his, of, of the Keynesian economics he practices. And I can put that aside and focus because it's a year from today, kid. One year from today is election day. And it is crucially important that the Nazis, that the fascists, that the socialists are defeated. It's, it's, it's just, you know, I hate those taglines like this is the most important election of your lifetime. Because I've been hearing that nonsense every election. And it, after a while, it loses steam. Well, they do keep pushing the stakes a little bit, though. But this Culturally, is, at least. These are the biggest stakes in America. The top-tier Democrats are open and notorious socialists. And they are saying, beyond the shadow of a doubt, that they are going to rewrite the economy from soup to nuts. And each and every one of them is a failure in life, a failure in professional life, and a failure as a politician. Each one of them. It's just sickening. And that I have to pretend that these people have an America fundamental principle in their body when they can sit up there and talk the way they talk. It's, it's, it's truly offensive to me. I find the Republicans offensive when they speak of, of this collectivism, let alone these Bolsheviks. It's sickening, man. And um, that's why, you know, okay, I'll have my arguments with specific policies, and history will vindicate me, by the way. Let me be very clear. This is what I used to tell my wife and all the girls I dated. History will vindicate me. Nice try, Sean. Exactly. I'm right about the macro problems with this economy. I'm right about the debt. I'm right about the spending. I'm right about the manipulation of trade. All of those policies are, are totalitarian, fascistic policies. But they're better than the absolute communism coming out of the Democrats. And, you know, I'll tell you another thing, McBath. The people who really do support Trump, they agree with all of those points I just said. One-on-one, from the hardest-hitting Donald Trump supporter at the, at the Freedom Summit to somebody who, 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 who kind of is on the fence... We all agree that we do not have a choice in this election. We are either going to win or we are going to lose America to the Soviets. 312-642-5600. We will be back. If you're on the line, stay on the line. I'll get to you. See you in Ukraine soon. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Everybody knows that the day I mean, I got to tell you, brother, I am just in awe of the fraud that these Democrats run on. And, you know, it's so much. It's like buckshot of BS. Do you want to just dismantle the lie of Medicare? You know, I got to ask you something. You're a smart guy. 
Got that big giant head. Um, I pay my regular insurance, right? This is something we. I gotta. Get, I should get an insurance guy on. Yeah. I pay the regular like Tom, insurance, like ridiculous amount of money, right? Guy. More money than my first car every month. Yes. Okay. And you know, I I was never a company man. You know this. I yes. haven't had a job since I was for, for a company since I was twenty one years old. Yeah, not I a real work job. For myself. So you know, I'm an, I'm I'm an employee, baby here, right? You know, so I don't even look at the checks. Give them to my wife. I don't look at it. This particular last one, I looked at. Did you know that I'm paying Medicare? Of course, we all pay Medicare, even though I'm paying regular Blue Cross Blue Shield. Of so course, if I, you're paying Medicare because it's not for you; it's for for everybody's grandma. So wait a minute, I'm paying twenty two hundred a month in this nonsense Blue Cross Blue wait, Shield. I'm sorry. Did you think Medicare wasn't a Ponzi scheme? <laughs> oh, you poor boy. I mean, you realize the money they're stealing, stealing, and this Medicare and Social Security come out of your check before anything else is figured. And here's the thing: no, people don't realize it. They say, "Oh, yeah, I get my income tax. I'm paying a certain amount of income." No, 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 no. You're paying at least ten percent of your check before that income tax ever touches. From from what's his name, Pete? Pete Luhu, the guy who looks like Cindy Luhu. Pete Luhu (laughs) to to Chuck Connors pasty white Elizabeth Warren, who's been just a habitual lying fraud, scumbag. How about with the husband? Wasn't she cheating on the husband with this freak she's married, though? You're going to turn anything over to this idiot, let alone everything? You're turning everything over, and we're going to do all Medicare. Medicare is a scam. Please, joke. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Yes. Jim, thanks for calling the show. How are you, kid? It's always a pleasure. It was great seeing you yesterday. Oh, thank you. And we had a record attendance this year for the Freedom Summit. Oh, really? What do you, you, yeah, you, you know the box office? What kind of a, what do you know? How do you know the box office? What the hell's wrong with you? Who knows the box office? This is how invested Jim is. He Jim's talks about invested. the station like I talk about the Bears. We, you got we stock this. in this thing, huh? Yeah, the, the Bears aren't uh, too good to talk about this year. <laughs> but anyways, right. no, it was it was, it was very great. It. I agree. A lot of energy. Yeah. And I think we all agree we have to be focused on one one topic. But also, in the beginning of the, the show, you'd mentioned about vacant spaces. <clears throat> I happened to be down at the Chicago Title and Trust uh, facility in Warrenville Road in Lyle. Hopefully you were selling. And I was talking to the guy. <laughs> well, I was, no, I'm actually doing some refinancing. Yeah. But anyways, Thanks. I had to fix some trust things. Good enough. But anyways, the, guy, the, the gentleman in the front said, you know, the top, uh, the buildings, there was only two tenants, them and some other company. I said, what do you mean? He says, well, we have the first floor. They have the second floor. And what about the rest? He said, they're all vacant. So I went up the elevator. That's insane. And I took a picture of the third through the sixth floor, and son of a gun, they were all vacant. So, Jim, I'm going to tell you, first of all, I'm, I'm disgusted but not surprised. But I'm going to tell you something yeah. that's been happening. Now, you know, I, I, I own my, you know, I sell my own, I have my own company. I don't work for anybody. You want to try that again? Well, I'm trying to figure out how to, dip, <laughs> how to say it correctly. Jeez. But I, be, the reason I was going to say it that way is because I don't spe- specialize in one aspect of real estate. When you own the company, you have to do everything, right? So for right. years, you know, I, I, I've been um, in this business since really the early 90s. For years, commercial real estate is something that's completely different than residential. But commercial real estate has a multiplier effect or a cap rate. And that's really how you value commercial real estate. And cap rates for years used to be, they would hover anywhere between 6 and 9%, which means you're getting 6 to 9% on your money for the cost of the property. Whatever it is, your return is between 6 and 9%. In bad economies, they shoot up. 
And in on bad properties in bad locations, you can get cap rates in excess of 12 or 13 percent. And people say, well, isn't that great? You're getting a 12 percent return on your money. <gasps> but idiot, here's the reality. It can be very negative, even though on paper it looks like a 12 percent. The 12 percent is hard to get that space lease, but it's because of the declining value of the asset. Right. And that's what Illinois real estate is happening. So I'm, you know, as I still am licensed and I still have my company here, I'm privy to a lot of the emails and a lot of the things for sale put out by the board of real real estate brokers and whatnot and different different um, things I'm a member of. And I've noticed in Illinois for the last three years, you're seeing cap rates and multipliers increase. And some investors are tricked by that. And they say, well, ooh, that's great. I get 11%. I get 12%. But what they're not understanding is, no, you're not, because you're losing value of the asset every day. And that's what Illinois real estate is. Every day, it is declining in its, in its value. Now, whether you can rent it out for a, for a return or not, that's great. You know, that's big. Fine. But is that really important when the asset itself is depreciating daily? And the answer is no. And that's the problem that you see. And that's why when you see companies come here, they're lured here because we, the government is taking those penalties off of them for a time period. The only companies that come to Illinois are ones who are being subsidized or benefiting from, yeah, the, from the taxes. Funds, the rest of those yeah. companies who've been here for decades pay. So it's really a shame. Right. And you know what else is a shame, Jim? That the people don't pay enough attention to understand that conversation we had. Thank you very Thank much. You. It was nice seeing you as well yesterday. Glad you didn't I wear a Hawaiian you. shirt. You look silly enough with that head you got. Thank you. Um, so see what I did there? <laughs> All right. Just wanted Radio to magic. Steve, we got Sean. Steve. I got time for Steve? Yes. Steve, thanks for calling the show. How are you, kid? Yeah, I'm doing great. Um, so um, I'm a precinct committeeman in York Township. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, I go to these meetings. It's flat. It is so flat. And uh, Jeannie Eyes was on fire. Uh, Jake Kinsler and uh, Peter Breen, but we got to be bringing up some Republicans, uh, you know, some young people. That, the one thing that the liberals did an incredible job at is taking over the schools. So these kids are getting taught. They're not getting taught basics that were, te- were you know, and it's, it's terrible. I could hardly even. Steve, I want to, I want to ask so you, flat. I want to ask you a question. Have they taken over the schools yeah. or have we surrendered the argument? of why we need a welfare school system. See, this is the problem. Total surrender. Yeah. And here's the thing. It's the, it's the natural progression of, of socialism is that it drowns out any resistance to it because the people become addicted to the, to the free stuff themselves. You know, I've noticed this when I was a kid, you talk to somebody who, who lulls themselves to sleep at night by pretending they're conservatives and they're Republicans and look at how much they love the welfare rather than resisting it. Talk to an old Republican about Social Security and tell him you do realize it's a Ponzi scheme. There is no Social Security account. It was a tax on you and your employer, and their goal is to never pay you it. And they'll sit back and tell you, well, I'm entitled to it. And no, it's not bad. The majority, the vast majority of Republicans who tell themselves they're conservatives love the American welfare system of public schools. They love the idea of Medicaid and Medicare. They're, so, so, Steve, you know the sad part is we're losing because we accepted this cancer into our house, and now it's taken over. And yeah. even the rebuttal to it by Republicans is what? Listen to them. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to fight it because they'd have to go back to a principle 
of the entire corruption of our society when we accepted this socialism and pretended it was we were entitled to it. That's why they use the word entitled. And you know, I'll tell you another thing, Steve. When you really think about public schools, and, and we just watched this debacle in the city of Chicago, and you just you listen to the parents and you listen to the people who said, well, it was a compromise. I was watching Flannery and they get the so-called Republican. No, they didn't get everything. It was somewhat of a compromise. They're not arguing why are so many people without kids paying for those who have way more than one. Imagine a guy who's got seven kids in the public school system. What the hell does he care? What taxes go up? He's still way ahead of the game of what he should be liable for. We've lost the principle and the foundation of the argument because we pretended we were going to get along with welfare. It kills you. It takes over. It's like having a crack addiction. You, you just want more and more and more of it. There is no rehab, unfortunately, for it because it's easy for society to get corrupted by it. So you're in this school board. Well, the, the rehab is going to be a crash. That's what it's going to be. Uh, it's always a crash. It's a train wreck. Nothing happens you know what's, until the train goes off the track. Steve, you hear Republicans right now. It's an election year. You just hit a Republican president knuckle under a Federal Reserve to force interest rate lows. We've got quiet quantitative easing on a monthly basis, more than when we said we had quantitative easing, if you look at the books of the Fed. They are taking on more. You've got the manipulation of all of our economics the same way the Democrats do. Listen to Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and Donald Trump when it comes to trade, when it comes to populism. There's very little separation. So I think it's because we've lost the, the principle of it. We can't get along with communism. A lot of people have tried it. 312 642 Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. You know, I watched the natural progression of this nonsense, and then you, you realize the breakfast, the lunch, the take-home package, all for just showing up at school. You pay nothing. Guys, five, six, seven kids. Follow the logic. Okay, so that's all free. So from the time they're five years old till the time they're 18, it's free. Well, why shouldn't the rest be free? For just a minute, follow their logic. Well, you gave me all this for nothing. Why in the hell shouldn't the rest of it be free? It's kind of hard to argue with. And it all stems from the fact that the pretend conservatives, the phony Republicans who just wanted in on the scam, they let it all go. You you, you, you gave it away, and now you're saying, I don't like what you're doing with it. Well, why'd you give it away? Sickening to me. I'm going to listen to this Elizabeth Warren. Crazy. All right, Rob, thanks so much for calling the show. How are you, buddy? Hey, what's happening, Chuck? How much? Hey, the, the whole public school thing, and they talk about it, we gave it away to the liberals and all that, and I would agree with that. But it also has a lot to do with what happens around the dinner table at home. I have four boys. I'm in, I'm in Indianapolis right now visiting one of them is at college. And it is the interaction with your kids, and you can use what happens at school to set the bad example of what not to do in life. We're, we own a small business, and I suppose that's part of it, but it's what they hear at home and what they see at home and what you talk to them about and communicate to them about, as well as uh, the example you set for them. You can have what you can have at school. I, I agree. Work, 
I agree to a point. I, but when you think about some of the, the thinkers, the philosophers of true conservatism, when you think about the Enlightenment, these are people who were raised, in some cases, by communists. Some of the greatest conservatives were raised by communists. So I think it's just that, you know, unfortunately, life is an individual game, man. You know, I, I get this all the time with my wife. We got two kids. They're completely different. You hope the best for all of them. You know this. You're a dad. You got four kids. You hope the best yep, for all of them, yep. and you do your best. But ultimately, it's on the shoulders of that kid. It's just the way life is. But the problem is when you, when you raise them in a society to think that they have, are entitled, they exist, therefore they have. That's how yep. you corrupt the, the will. And you know something? It's not these kids' fault today. This is something that was done 30, 40, 50 years ago. And if you look at society since the advent of, of a welfare system, a system that had no end, that had no responsibility, look at our society, American society, prior and post, and you still have people that refuse to recognize that what creates a ghetto is government intervention. These neighborhoods that are the worst in our country are that way because they are the most subsidized. And for some reason, they can't figure it out. They blame, they blame capitalism or they blame the boss and they pit when the reality is it's a character flaw. It's a character issue. If you pay a man to be bad, he'll be bad. When you have systems that are set up to reward failure, guess what? You're going to get failure. And you know blame what? the achievers. Of course. Look at, look, at, look at our political climate. And I mean this. And you know the sad part, Rob? It's both sides of the aisle. Look at both of our yeah, parties. There's no question. They just want to. They just want to pick no a question. different. They just want to pick a different number where they want to let you have money. You know, you had a Republican who could have really changed things in Donald Trump. You had he had the Senate and he had the House. Why couldn't you really help the economy and go to a flat tax for all of us? Can you imagine what the okay. real the real bosses, the real capitalists, they don't want to give their money to the government. You tell them, you know what? Everybody pays sixteen percent. Everybody. Make a thousand, you make, the board. that's it. You make a thousand, you make a hundred billion, 16%, and that's it. Can you imagine what those guys who are really good at making money would do? They're the only <laughs> way to save our economy is the real guys and the real economy, not this government run stuff. You know, and that's my problem. I real fight, producers. Yeah. yeah. I fight collectivism sure. among Republicans. I'm arguing with my own people, for God's sakes, because they don't get it either. And that's a sad state, brother. Rob. What was the commercial real estate question? Because I was just reading the thing. What, what, what yes, I have been. I, I travel around the Chicagoland area, and I see these monstrous buildings are putting up huge mm-hmm. warehouse spaces. And I mean, I look at that and say, in Illinois, as screwed up as Illinois is, why are they doing this? Because go down on three uh, three fifty five, and they're everywhere on but, North Avenue. I've seen them, and it's like, what's going on? Builders build, and a lot of those buildings you see are subsidized. A lot of them are distribution centers. Ironically, as things get, get bad, those, those bigger companies get bigger. And those distribution companies... Build those buildings. Right? And here's the yeah. thing. It's a tax advantage for them to build new stuff rather than buy old stuff. They, they have a far better tax advantage to their bottom line by spending the money to build rather than rehabbing what exists. It's a vicious cycle. Rob, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I hope I answered your question. We All don't right. have a lot of time... You got time uh, for Big Mike? I like Big Mike. Maybe. We got about l- less than a minute. Oh, we don't. All right, Mike, we'll, I know you. you we'll go through, uh, he we'll doesn't go through like waiting. You know what I mean? He's chubby. He's sitting down. He's probably got lower no, back Mike's problems. No, fine. 
You sure? We'll go through the Well, break. here's the good news. He does work for the city, so he's used to doing nothing. Mike, just keep driving you around. Lie! Keep driving around. We'll get back to you after this. Uh, can we go to break now and then come back early? Well, we'll, we'll, go to, we'll go to break in a minute. Relax. All right. You know the thing about the thing about the you really the, make a lot of demands for someone with with no knowledge. Hey, did you see? About did you see works. my Arroyo, my Arroyo vest? You know the guy that just got indicted, is going to jail. Yeah, yeah. My buddy got shaken down while he he is hired a his serial lo- number on it. No, it's this is going to be a collector's item. Oh, He's okay. going to prison. Him and his kid. Well, All I right. think just him. But I hope how's he going to get that and jumpsuit serial. over the head? Did you see the head on Arroyo? No. Oh my God, it's like a beach ball. It's like a taffy apple. All right, three one two six four two fifty six hundred. We'll be back. You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. All right. Hurry up. He's waiting for a punch, and let's not make him wait let's long. Let's get the mic, and then let's Bart's the big good mic. Call too. The north side. What's up, kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice crack. I want to tell you two things. <laughs> One, you should not give voting rights to everybody. You should not vote unless you pay into the system. If you're taking more out, then you're paying in in taxes, you shouldn't get the vote. That means the government workers, the people on welfare, the people with all these kids in public school who don't pay enough in property taxes to cover it, you don't get the vote. Yeah. You know, and the second thing, okay. you know, you hold on, let me get the second thing out. You joke about sitting around doing nothing. You know why? That's because of affirmative action. We were loading our truck Friday morning. I said, this is the wrong stuff, ornamental pulse. No, a little fit. Because they take some guys that have been here a couple years because they have a darker skin color than me. They put them inside. They don't have to go out and work. They've never done the job. We have 15 different ornamental streetlight poles. They send the wrong stuff. And then the idiots they hire break a line, a winch line. It falls, breaks the pole. I told them you should have hit, reported this to be fixed when it snapped a couple weeks ago. They hey, wait, where's your you all these idiots getting... Go you ahead. get all these idiots making top wages, journeyman wages, who have never done the work before. They hire people from furniture stores, and they make them linemen. Yeah, well, that, you know, listen, never, that's, that's, I get it, brother, and you know that. It's a municipal system, and that's the way it, 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 it's run. But here's the other thing I want to tell you about the voting. Because you know something? Here's, it, it, I forgot what philosopher it was. God, I'm getting old. I keep forgetting things. I, was, I remember I was reading this years ago, You got to and it was about, you know, our whole idea of America and the whole idea of free men and the whole principle of individualism is actually a concept that's never been done before. Oh, you only, said free men? I'm triggered. Free men. Uh, only on, you know, in this country. And I, it was right after it was started in the conversation through the Federalist Papers and how they used to communicate with themselves. And, and the guy said, listen, I like the concept and I think you're, it's great, but you do realize in a society, even though you pretend it's a republic, you're, when you have a democracy, you Mob can never rule. stay free. Yep. And you know, Mike, that's what you're talking about. Because what's the one thing that you know, and you know this, you live in Chicago, for God's sakes. What we works were, for him. What did you just see in this whole debate? When people are, are envious and feel entitled and covetous of people with more than them, they have no problem in watching their government strip them of that property. In fact, they're cheering it. So to your point, it's already too late as far as I'm concerned. You have got 50% of your country right now openly admits that they're socialists. So can you stay free with a democracy? The answer is no. But here's the thing, Mike. You've got a pension. I don't. So when you see me on the street, 
I'm going to be the guy with the sign that says I was a capitalist, and now I'm broke. Thanks for calling the show. See what I did there? Wow, you're just king of the segways tonight, Sean. Just king of the segways. Well, I'm bowing. Is I'm, it, I don't want to be depressing, because there's always hope. I'm basking in your broadcasting magnificence. No, thank you. There's always hope. I don't want to be depressing. But I do have to be as a, as a non-socialist in Illinois. You don't want to be depressing, yet you leave the house with that face. <laughs> as a non-socialist in Illinois, there are certain things we have to recognize. That the reason that we are here isn't because of the people who say they oppose our views. It's because of the ones who say they agree with us and then double-cross us. Bart, thanks for calling the show. How are you, buddy? Yeah, don't worry about being depressing. Don't Thank sugarcoat you. the truth, baby. Thank you. Thank you, know? you. Thank and also, at our founding... Um, property owners were the ones allowed to vote, but it was way easier to become a property owner back in those days before the the whole gig was yeah. rigged. Yeah. Anyway, the, the point I wanted to make about academia is this, and I got thrown out of high school, so, I mean, it's just something I think about or talk about. There's the religious aspect that Dennis Prager takes on, but here's the thing. The year I was born, or somewhat after that, the Vietnam War broke out, and there was a draft. And a lot of people went to Vietnam, and they got killed, or didn't get killed, or whatever. And a lot of other people went to Canada, and a lot of people got deferments to go to college. And when they went to college, they went specifically, mainly for no other reason than to get out of the draft. And they, at the end of it, were basically equipped to teach university or high school. So you think about how all your friends who were union, how defensive they get when you point out simple truths to them about oh, their existence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, teachers, a lot of what people learn in, in academia is how to hate America. Well, <laughs> you it, know, and you, about, you want to know something academia, and you know this, academia is a bastion of socialism. It is a pretend world. Yes. It is yes, a pretend world. It, bl- yeah. Yes. Within a world. And then if, Sorry. You, if you think about what college was prior to um, the Vietnam War, versus post-Vietnam War. It was during World War II that the colleges spurred the movement better dead than red as we were fighting communism. Mm-hmm. That's when colleges were, were teaching fundamentals and principles of freedom and liberty, but they didn't have the protections that they had. Now, look, at you're from Bridgeport, I'm from Melrose Park. Those are two neighborhoods right. where the people who are from there are normally phenomenal, wonderful good people but look at how those those two neighborhoods learned how to protect themselves via corrupt socialism so man is corruptible and the problem is once we allowed colleges to set up these little heavens in earth and protect themselves with these sweetheart deals who the hell even heard of tenure what the hell is tenure before colleges took it on what do you mean you can never be fired what do you mean you get to cook the books and the spending and the money from other people you know look at what it is you know you were you were talking about a philosopher, and I know what you mean. There was a French economist a few hundred years ago who said, whenever people figure out that they can vote themselves a nice stipend, your democracy is doomed. Yeah. Well, we're going to go out swinging, Bart. Thanks for calling the show. I'd rather live with integrity than, than, than sell it out. I'm just silly that way, which is going to mean I'm going to be under a bridge. Boy, oh, boy. They're all me making fun of those guys. 312-642-5600. We'll be back. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. So much fun yesterday. I had this little uh, little woman came up to me. 
pointing at me. You need to support our president more with that. So I said, listen, lady. I didn't know her husband was standing behind her. I go, nobody's right all the time. It's about the specifics of the issues. I said, even your husband's a jerk. I even said the different word, jerk. To be fair, supporting Trump is difficult. You have to be in front of him because with the weird heel lifts he uses, he always leans forward. No, he's a big dude. He's not using lifts, is he's, he? Yeah, he's... he's, he's, he's lifting? Yeah. Come on, he's leaning forward all the time. Dude, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, it's either that or he's in a Michael Jackson video. If, you tell me. I just can't wait to see the debates. You realize it's a year from today. First of all, it's going to be exhausting and great. They're always entertaining. But the debates with him on stage with that little Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. Oh, God, it's going to be great. great. It's not going to be Pete Buttigieg, though. Oh, I don't know. You know, listen, you realize he's polling at exactly the same numbers Barack Obama was. Did you know that? No. But uh-huh. I don't care. Well, how are you going to vote? The Democrat Party. Think about the top three. It's truly funny to me. Yeah. Bernie Sanders, I mean, it's a weekend at Bernie's. I don't think he makes it to Christmas. No, I think he's done. Joe Biden. If Joe you, Biden's tanking fast. He's looking for exit signs in bathrooms. Yeah. He's gone, baby. And then you've got the absolute habitual liar, Chuck Connors, with the Dutch boy hairdo. Elizabeth she, Warren, for those who don't get the Chuck Connors right Oh, now. they get it. High cheekbones like Chuck Connors. They make, they're make. I get it, yes. You don't need to explain And if to you me. remember, he played Geronimo. You imagine That's the casting true. in Hollywood. They That's had Chuck true. Connors I forgot played about Geronimo. That. Oh, insulting. Uh, I'm not even an Indian. I'm insulted. Oh, uh, it's great. It's ridiculous. But uh, I was watching this week. You got the thing? Oh, uh, you want to play this week? Play this week. Why not? Pete dangling off the stool there. Historic vote. What are we fighting for? Defending our democracy. No one. <laughs> is above the law. The House sets the rules on impeachment. The American public must see all the evidence with a party line vote. This is a process that has been fundamentally tainted. Process, process, process. Not one of them wants to talk about the president's conduct. President Trump, now the fourth American president to face impeachment. The word impeachment, to me, it's a dirty word. Public hearings, the next big step. Well, they sway public opinion and Republican senators. What will it mean for everything else on Washington's agenda and the race for 2020? Our guests, the chair of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, Elliot Engel, and the number two Republican in the House, Steve Scalise. And one year from Election Day. 2020 is our time in history. To create a political movement. It's time to decide. Let us make history together. The race in Iowa tied at the top. Pete Buttigieg vaults to the top tier, and he joins us live from Iowa. Plus the latest results from our brand new poll and insight and analysis on our powerhouse. All right, I'm done with him. Yeah. First of all, I do love the visual of Rom with that stupid finger he got cut off his only job. (laughs) It's fat on the end, trying to point at the desk. And Chris Christie just waiting for somebody to yell lunch. I do love the roundtable discussion on that show. Yeah. And um, there's one thing that no one's talking about. I get the Republicans. I told you before, I think they're going the wrong way, focusing on the process. But when the reality it. is 50% of the American people don't think that he did anything wrong if he did what he's accused of doing. But there are quite a few of those people who don't think that he did anything wrong, who right. still want to see the process go through yeah. because yeah. they think, perhaps rightly so, that this is going to tank the Democrats' uh, self-inflicted wound. But ultimately, is there a... Is there, I, almost, I almost called our listeners or other people morons. I don't want to... They're do. not morons. Is there a human being alive in America I mean, today statistically, some of that them have to doesn't be. recognize every aspect of government is quid 
pro quo. It's Can someone the explain the entire process of lobbying? The entire system is set up to be bastardized and frauded. That's called government. It's extortion and authority you can pay for. What do you call K Street? The whole damn thing is quid pro quo. So I'd run against that. I had a good time tonight. Hope you did. Next Sunday night, you better cut up a good show from the podcast that I'm doing Tuesday, Wednesday, or when I fill in on the Slap and Tickle show Friday, 5 to 7. I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home.